Welcome to the Master Your Genius Podcast with Keith Cornies. Listen in and learn as he coaches entrepreneurs to master their genius. Here's your host, Coach Keith. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Coach Keith here at Master Your Genius, Episode 9 with Jeff McLennan. It's, it's one of the best ones. It's amazing. My philosophy of mastering your genius, we share. Jeff is uh, a longtime friend. I worked with his dad for 25 years. The takeaways that you're going to get today are uh, really uh, some awesome ones about time management, uh, some really great ones about don't try the magic pills. You know, you have the answers for your own life. Jeff also talks about how he had this amazing learning about uh, his MS and how that impacted his business and how he shifted that learning. He also talks about how he puts video into his business. He's a top influencer with BombBomb and Remax, top producing realtor, entrepreneur, great guy, lifelong learner. We always connect on books, but you're going to see how the work that I've done with him, the work he's done with other coaches, he implements, gains his wisdom and has this wonderful career. Make sure you tune in and listen to this one. It's awesome. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's uh, Coach Keith here. I'm with Jeff McLennan. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well. I'm excited to see your new space, Keith. It's <laughs> it's pretty cool in here. Awesome. It's supposed to be a New York loft in New Westminster. How did I do? Yeah, I, I think so. It's not. There's no like garbage piled up outside the streets, so <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen. Uh, so welcome to Master Your Genius. This is a podcast where I want the listeners to. You know, Jeff, I want to share our stories. I've worked with you for a long time. You know my philosophy. Everyone has the answers for their life. They just need to find them. It's always a good question or a good learning that triggers something. And uh, Jeff and I share a a beautiful common interest. We love reading books. Uh, We love talking philosophy. We love the depth of how we work. And we love applying that to our business. Jeff's a uh, very successful realtor, uh, father of two. I'll get him to tell you about himself in a second. So our whole premise here is to help everyone be a voyeur into our lives of our learnings. So if you ask me questions or I ask you questions, we just have a wonderful discussion where we tap into the genius and we kind of give insight on how we've reprogrammed our brains. Because I know you've reprogrammed yours and I've reprogrammed mine. And that's basically what Master Your Genius is all about. So uh, sometimes we do coaching conversations and I, I'm not going to do that with you today. <laughs> <laughs> We've had lots of those. <laughs> yeah. I might, I, I, you know, something might happen. I might ask a question that leads that way. But honestly, it's just really important that, and I know that you and I believe that we do have the answers for our own life if we're given the time and space and vehicle to answer them. So, uh, so yeah, so why don't you just start off by telling uh, everyone about who you are and all that great stuff. Like you said, my name is Jeff McClendon. I'm a realtor at Remax All Points, which is uh, here in New West. I've known Keith long before I was a realtor, though, because you and dad were good friends long before. My sort of journey into getting into real estate was uh, I spent a lot of years trying to make it as a professional actor. Mm-hmm. I did spend a couple of years where that was my only source of income, and uh, I was pretty proud of that, mostly through through doing theater. And then I started wanting to do my own stuff. I got into the uh, film industry and made some independent movies and was also working in uh, like motion capture studios and, uh, you know, putting the the dots on the actors and building the sets for them to use in um, uh, in mocap. And then I kind of thought I'd just spend the rest of my life making little independent movies and doing that. And then I... Quentin I'm, Tarantino. Oh, <laughs> uh, a personal hero of mine. I, I love Tarantino. I... 
met my wife, though, and I don't uh, think I would have uh, cut up to measure if I didn't make some changes. So, <laughs> so I decided I needed to make an income, and that's that's when I got into real estate. Other than real estate, I run a uh, Facebook group called Eat New West, which um, I love, by the way. Thank you. And I've uh, and I you know I just I just I'm addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, my friend Jeremy Ray, uh, we run it together, and we make. Little videos, which kind of goes back to what I used to do and having fun with that, but trying to highlight uh, these small restaurants in New West and really kind of get the word out there. And uh, on that, I try to raise as much money as I can for the MS Society yep. because I, I have MS mm-hmm. and they've been really good to me. So I'm fortunate and I'm in good shape. So I try to um, be good to them. Yeah, you've had quite the journey with that. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. We might as well just stay on this little video kick for a while because I think this is really important because, I mean, with where we are today in the world with video and marketing, what I really love about the marketing that you've done, and you also have another podcast, and that's called... Multiple Offers. Uh, yeah, I do that with Jeremy, who I mentioned before, and his business partner, Matt Brabens. We're all local realtors, yep. and uh, we spend our, our time talking real estate. Yeah, which is excellent. So the video is really important, and I love the way you view it, which is you really want to make an impact in the community. You want to give them something of value. You don't promote yourself, yet because you're providing something of value, people are seeing your character, they're seeing your personality, and you're actually turning that into some business. Like you're getting some, we'll we'll use the the sales language, some leads that you're converting into business from that. Yeah, I think think the biggest thing, like, Video is a real buzzword in real estate. And I think one of the biggest um, problems is a lot of realtors, like I'll see them making videos and they're like, it's all about them. Yeah, It's it's all about me, me, Ego. me, and please use me and I'm the best and, and all of that stuff. And I, I think video's actual most powerful tool is the ability to create a connection with somebody that you don't even know has that connection with you. Right, because of social cues, right? Because eye contact, facial tics, what we do, how we approach, our tone of voice. You know, sociologically, we connect with people more face-to-face than we do, obviously, through email or text. And so if you can use that, and, you know, the psychology of sales is you need rapport and trust before you can get any kind of sales. So, you know, why wouldn't you take that effort to, you know, make these videos so people see you and build? um, How many times have you heard it? Hey, Jeff, they, they feel like they know you already. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. I, I sit down at the table with somebody who I've never met who wants to talk about selling their home. And out of their words every time is, I, oh, I feel like I already know you. And what you were saying about building rapport, like the, the goal is, is no like and trust, right? Mm-hmm. That's If you can get all those three things, there's chances are somebody's willing to do business with you. And the problem when it's me, me, me is they might know you, but they're not really like – Unless you're giving, giving is the beginning of, of like, yeah, <laughs> right? Like, so you have to give. Yes. And it's, and, and, you know, and, and you know, uh, like for MS, right? I mean, you just do that because you want to give. And because of that, I'm going to say karma is giving you some good things, but I also know you're a really hard worker. You're, you know, you get up in the mornings, you get to the office early, you know, money-making Mondays, you're in there, you're doing your scheduling. So there's a lot of discipline that goes to that. So, you know, we'll just finish up this video with you maybe just giving some insight. I find that the people that I work with, the entrepreneurs, the realtors, the clients that want to do video, 
they don't do it because they're afraid of how they're going to look or what they sound like. And, and I don't think that's, you know, with acting and your improv, especially as well, you've got some confidence around that. Yet you do mentor and advise people on how to do video. I know that you are in the top 10 ranked in North America with Bomb Bomb and Remax has put you, you know, you working with Remax, you're speaking at their R4 event, your keynote speaking is there, you're getting huge reviews. Richard Robbins coaching has had you come out and speak about this. So I have an expert in the room with a genius on video that went to acting school, that went to become a director, and he's now taken it and he's implementing it with his iPhone. Is that correct? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I shoot everything except listing videos with my iPhone. Right. L- listing videos. I, I bring in a videographer and I get a higher level of camera mm-hmm. because I think a listing video is an ad, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to sell a property yeah. and it should look as polished as possible. But on everything else, if the goal is connection, uh, being a little more raw and real, I, I think actually a really high level of polish could be a barrier right. to connecting. And, and when, when you were talking about this idea of people, you mentioned people don't like how they sound or they don't mm-hmm, like how they mm-hmm, look mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and, um, this isn't my line, but somebody said, you know, when you sit down with them, you look like that and you sound like that as well. <laughs> yeah, um, when you sit down with a client, <laughs> yeah, you look and sound like you, you do are. look and sound like yeah. that. Um, I think the biggest thing, if you're, if you're someone out there and you're struggling, you're like, I want to work video into my business, but I can't get past the barrier. Something that's like day one of acting school is good acting is get out of your own head. I know we've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. If I'm sitting here and while I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about how do I sound? Did I, did I hit the right word there? Did Mm -hmm. I, that I'm in my head Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be good. Whereas if I put all my focus on you, Keith Cornies, Mm And am I thinking, am I delivering value to Keith? Mm-hmm. In acting, we call it uh, the objective. What's the objective? And yep. when I'm talking on camera to someone, I'm picturing one person, mm-hmm. one very specific person, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to talk to them. Your person. audience. Yeah, yeah. Because but, you've learned, you've learned to, to, to speak to the audience that you yeah, speak to. Yeah, but not like a broad audience, no. like one, one person. And as long as I keep that in mind everything else will take care of itself and it will be better than if I'm actually trying to monitor it in my head while I'm going. So isn't that awesome? Cause that's mastering your genius, right? And what I know is, is that don't always believe what you think to be true. Be open to learning, read books, trans, you know, we want to change. Yeah. Yet there's this thing, you know, there you learned at what point did you learn what you just told me there? At what point did you learn that I need to be in it for them? I need to give them value. So you made this, you know, mind shift that when you are going to be doing your videos, you're going to pick a target. So when did you learn that? Like right away? Did you know that or? I mean, all of it's a lifetime of, of learning. <laughs> Wisdom. Wisdom, right? Knowledge. Yeah. This is, this is something that I think you're going to love. It's like, we haven't had a time. We haven't had time to chat in a long time. Right? So if you acknowledge people's knowledge, they will acknowledge your knowledge. But if you don't acknowledge their knowledge, they're going to want to be seen for their knowledge. So Knowledge plus action equals wisdom. So 53-year-old Keith wants Jeff to see him as wise because I have more lifetime than you, yet you have wisdom as well. So if I come to you and I want you to see my wisdom, right, without me seeing yours, we have conflict. And I think that's where millennials and older generations have this conflict because you have all this knowledge through gaining, you have way more information and knowledge and learning than we've ever had in a generation, Mm -hmm. yet we want you to see our wisdom because, you know, we've had the school of hard knocks. Yet you've had the school of hard knocks too. So 
what I believe is now, you know, and I, I facilitated a, a goal setting, as I told you, for my clients' kids the other day, and they were all aged between like 19 and, and 35. The first thing I did is I acknowledged that they have a genius and I acknowledge they have wisdom. They put things into action. And then I say, and I'm 53 and I might have a little bit of experience, you know, coaching for 10 years, 20,000 hours, maybe that I have some wisdom too. Is it possible that we could share this wisdom together? And it created a really good room. So rapport is giving somebody back to themselves. So you learned through your wisdom that you wanted to do this. The practice is you always see somebody on the other end. You always pretend like you're delivering value to somebody on the other end. And then you've done that over and over again. So now when you're doing your videos, that's not natural, but it's coming to be natural like a habit. Oh, yeah. It, it's that mastery thing, right? Like mm -hmm. at this point, I'm not consciously thinking of it. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, it's, okay, remember, I'm not looking in the camera. I'm talking to Kevin. And Kevin needs some good information on what to do with his wife this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and I love that because yeah. I saw you speak at R4 and you brought Kevin up, which was oh, awesome. Yeah. So Kevin's a real person. Ke Kevin <laughs> is an imaginary friend who is so detailed, I know him better than most of my real friends. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. So now that we're on the Master of the Genius topic, you know, I did prep you with a few questions. So when I asked you, like, what was something that you have mastered that's made you really good in? real estate, sales, life, family, whatever you want to choose, what kind of a topic or what kind of idea did you come up with? I mean, the, the biggest thing I think that has the most impact on my business, my life, and it, it's everything is Mondays. Mondays? Yeah. This, this was something I remember because I was not your first real estate coaching person. I was probably the third person in the office. Yeah. Jeremy and Michael were first. Jeremy though. and Michael were first. And, but I mean, I think two sessions in, cause I kept walking by and seeing <laughs> these things and I, I could see something kind of cool was happening. And one of the very first things you talked about in those sessions was that Monday sets the tone for the rest of the week. Yeah. And it's a business thing and a life thing. And to me, there, there's all sorts of things I do in my business and every day is busy, but if Monday goes well, the rest of the week will go well. And the reverse of that. If Monday does not go well, I'm playing catch up. The The entire week is stressful and it's, right. it's a lot of catch up. Because that's what I want to talk about is mastering your genius. The reason I do Mondays, I always like to say that Friday guy hates Monday guy. Right. And that Friday guy's tired and he wants to go home and he wants to just go to bed, but he's had an amazing week. Uh, and then when we talk about mastering the genius, let's talk about that. Let's talk about having a computer that reboots and starts with a virus or having a computer that reboots and starts fresh. And uh, you know you'll find me in this office every Sunday at 3 o'clock for two hours planning my week. Well, that's, that's the secret is Monday actually starts on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do as well? Sun Sunday, I, my Sunday routine is Saturday is like all family. I try to not mm -hmm. book like Saturday's the last day I book work unless I absolutely have to. So Saturday I get up, I make a late brunch for the kids spend the afternoon, maybe go see some friends, have a date with my wife. But then Sunday to me is a work day. Yeah. And I get up on Sunday at, uh, well, I'm up at six mm -hmm. and I plan. And you have said for years, two hours. Yeah. I cannot get my whole week planned in, in two hours. It's four. My, well, it takes me most of the day. Now I'm, Sunday's a busy day in real estate too. So I'm yeah. running around, I'm showing places and I literally just bring my journal everywhere. Mm -hmm. And in between appointments, I'm doing stuff. But I, my my Sunday is I, I start the day 
And I know, so one of the things you teach is big rocks first. Yeah. And Just family, friends, all, all of that stuff before you book the business stuff. Yeah. And I believe in that, but my slight modification is I start with my three biggest goals. Yeah. So right now I have a business goal on how many sales I want to do. I have a financial goal of what I want to do with my money. Yep. I've um, and I have a, a weight goal because I, I like to joke that somewhere along the way I became a quite substantial realtor, <laughs> and, uh, and I would like to put that uh, to rest. Substantially good. Yes. Well, I get it. there's a there's a double meaning there maybe. Um, but so I the three goals. Those three goals I yep. start with before I do my my yep. family big rocks yep. and I schedule those I, and and this is again your stuff I'm like not doesn't have to be huge but how can I move the needle how can I plus one and I put those in my calendar then I write out all the fun stuff I want to do like what can I do with the kids what would be a fun date night is there a chance for me to see some friends that stuff and then once all that stuff's in then I start scheduling all the work do you know the stuff. deep part about that is and I can't I can't get into it like you know you know how I like the details of everything sure what I notice about people that have poor time management compared to people that take the time to make time management is they feel they're worthy of love and respect and therefore they make their time important. They say no to people that take away from what they want. They say yes to themselves first. They put that in the calendar and they end up having a life where they respect and love themselves without even knowing they're doing it. So when you go through the week, you have this place in which you feel, well, you know what? If you don't have self-love and self-respect, you can't give it. And if you, you know, if you want to be good in sales, you can't be in your head. We talked about that. And if you're sitting down at a table and you're in your head, you're never going to be able to come to the conclusion or the outcome of getting that listing or getting that sale because you have to be on. You have to be two minutes ahead of every conversation. And so, you know, that prep on Sunday fills your love cup so you don't need others to fill it. So you don't need me to say to you, Jeff, you're great. Thank you very much. Uh, but it feels good, but you don't need it. Right. And, uh. So, what, sorry. Hey, come on in, Katrina. So, <laughs> we're in the studio here. It's live. Uh, our next guest has just arrived, so no big deal. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it's that place in which by making that time for yourself, you're filling your love cup. You don't need to be needed by others, which means rejection doesn't affect you as much. It affects you, but it doesn't last as long. And on that note, like you said, people who are not good at time management. I am not someone who is good at time management, but what I know is... If I plan it on Sunday and I get it all booked on Monday, it doesn't matter. Like once everything's booked, I'm going to make my appointments. But like, and you have seen me do this. I'm the guy who, if somebody walks into the office, can spend three hours talking to them because I, this is why I'm in sales. I like talking to people. Yes. I like getting to know them. I like doing all that stuff. All of that stuff is terrible for time management. But if I set the tone on Monday, yeah. you said Friday guy. Yeah. Like... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that, I, I don't want to spend as little time as possible. I just want to talk to people and get to know them and do their thing. But to be able to do that, I need to book those big important things that are going to move the needle forward. Exactly. So knowing that you think that you're not good at time management, of course, now Coach Keith comes out. <laughs> right? On a scale of 1 to 10, where are you at with time management? Six. Good. If you were to be at the end of this five-minute conversation we're going to have right now with time management, where would you like to be at the end of it? Seven. And at a seven, what would you have that you don't have now? Like you don't have, like what would you have at a seven that says, Jeff's got better time management? That's a good question. It, it, 
See, the problem is I like the stuff that, that so makes me. No, this is what I want you to understand because yeah. I know that you have lunch club on Mondays. You come in, you meet, you guys go for lunch club. I yep. know you shoot your podcast on Wednesdays. I know that you have a structured life. I know that you put the fun in your life. You just told me, then I put the fun stuff with my kids in. So what I want you to know is your story that you have bad time management is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I have great time management, right? Unless you're feeling like you want more of something. Or you want less of something. Well, then, okay, let me change my language. Time management does not come naturally to me. Mm -hmm. This is a practice skill. It is not a, a talent. Right. And I noticed, because I've known you, that you've mastered your genius, and you have tried many day models. You have my daily planner, your notepad. Make sure I give you one today. i got a whole bunch in the back, because I've been meaning to get those to you. You have the systems put up. Sunday, you sit down. You schedule your day all day. That means it's a work day. You're on your, you got your day timer. You got your planner, your journal, and you're firing it all off. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you have this amazing life that you love that you don't want to change because you've actually taken the time to plan the things in your life you want to put them in there. That's time management. So right. I would say, <laughs> so I would say, and I love that because what I want you to do is, because you and I both know that if we have a story, when you wake up and start your work week thinking, I'm a six in time management. How does that impact your week? I think it actually helps. See, that's another belief, right? Because if I know that my time management is bad, I'll be more focused on my time Well, management. you mentioned early that I get into the office early. Yeah. I don't get into the office at 8 a.m. because I'm really excited to work. <laughs> I get into the office. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> I get into the office at 8 a.m. because I know most of my friends get in at 10 a.m., and I'm going to get distracted by them, and I enjoy getting to know them, and I want to know what happened and 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 whatnot. So you need. So if I have solid. a solid two hours before they get there, then it doesn't matter that I kind of got distracted because I, I, I got all that important stuff done. See, first. there's another master of your genius. You know who you are. You know what you do. So you put something in place where you can act, you know, access your best self, work at a higher level. It's why you're a top producer. And everyone out there is listening to this. They're in the same situation. There's nothing like standing by the coffee machine, right? And yeah. make sure you're standing by the coffee machine with the right people, by the way. Yes. Right? Our next guest here is Katrina Amaral. And Katrina's a top producer. And you work at Remax. And Remax is top producers. Yeah. So when you're standing around the coffee machine, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm doing video. I'm doing this. Like, it's not like, oh, market's bad. Hey, it's really down. And Right? Because you got to make sure if you're going to build your genius, you have to build your genius around... And have the things with you that that allow you to do it. That's why coaching is important. And I know that you have Buffini coaching that you work with them. And or, that, no, uh, Richard Robbins. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Richard Robbins. And you've worked with me and you read your books and you're continually educating. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on as a guest because there's a lot of people out there that have knowledge that aren't putting it into action, that aren't gaining wisdom. So they're living in their knowledge. You know I call that the know-it-all wall. Yep. And now I've realized if you don't acknowledge people's knowledge. That's when the know wall comes up because they want to be seen as smart. When I, as a coach, and, and I just want to impact their life, like try it, take that action. If it's a failure, you have wisdom around that. If it's a success, you have a wisdom around that. And eventually, because your brain can't hold all the information. Right. So you have all these things that you've learned that you've packed into, I get in between eight to 10 to do my work. So the brain's not remembering when you weren't doing that. So now that's part of your wisdom. So that's part of why you have success. You're building on your wisdoms. What's another wisdom? Something that you learned that you put into action that didn't work for you, that you decided to let go of so that you could move forward in your success. Time blocking. 
<laughs> so um, almost everybody preaches how good time blocking yeah. is. And I imagine that for most people, it is the right answer. It's actually just a magic pill, Jeff. They tell you <laughs> if you do this, this works, but they don't take into consideration right. life. Right. Continue. I have realized over the years that I do not have the mental energy to stick to time blocks for the entire day. Like I, I know a, a lot of people say like, oh, checklists are level one. Time blocking is level two. Like Stephen Covey, Seven yeah, Habits, yeah, yeah, all yeah. this stuff. Almost every real estate coach will tell you like, have your time blocks set up. And for me, when I get off course, which always happens, real estate is a chaotic yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, to me, that brings more stress. And so something that has taken me years to sort of accept is, for most people, time blocks might be the right answer. For me, I'm way better with a prioritized checklist. Yeah, awesome. And I love that because the brain is sequential and systematic. So it's not just a checklist, it's a prioritized checklist. Well, that's the important thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, right? I'm not going to get through the whole thing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, Jeff, when you started out, you weren't doing the amount of sales you're doing now. Nowhere near. Right. And you've learned to come in between 8 to 10. You've learned to do your daily routine. You've learned to book your week on Sunday. You've learned to put the big rocks in. You've learned to make sure you're having fun. You've learned that you need to do sequential time lists because you know that's effective for the brain. The brain is sequential, systematic. It builds algorithms. You know the outcomes that you want before you get started. So let's just talk about the obstacle of MS and how you have overcome that. Because there was a vulnerable video that you put out that got massive amount of response, and that was you in the car talking about your experience with MS. So why don't you tell me just a little bit about that well, or how that's affected that? Yeah, I, I can talk about that. Um, I got into real estate in 2006. I was also diagnosed just a few months after I got my real estate license uh, with MS. And I would say, how old's that video you're talking about now? Four three, years. three or four, three years. four years. Yeah. Four years, yeah. So for probably about 10 years, I had this gigantic fear that, and it seems saying it out loud to you now feels stupid, but it was real. And it was a fear of me is that um, people would not want to work with me or they maybe wouldn't trust me if they knew that I had a neural degenerative disease. Yeah, your kryptonite, my yeah. weakness. Yeah, yeah. And, my and, flaw. and that was very real for me. And, and then I don't know how it changed. It was probably, a, it wasn't a one moment. It was a slow process. I kind of just got tired of kind of pretending that this thing that I was living with wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. And the MS walk was happening. And it was at, right at the same time uh, that I was just sort of flirting with the idea of using more video in my business. Mm -hmm. And um, I decided to make a video about uh, just kind of my journey. I, yeah. I, I told the story of how I was diagnosed and the fears I, I dealt with and kind of some of the medical breakthroughs and, and struggles. And like some one of the things with MS that for me is, is the treatments have actually been harder than mm -hmm. a lot of the symptoms of, of the disease. Mm -hmm. A lot of MS drugs are uh, drugs that started off being tested as chemo drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, so some of these really impact your body quite uh, in a big way. So, so what I'm hearing is, is you had this whole belief around MS before that got shifted 
And so you've obviously realized that's not going to impact you in a negative way with your business. Well, well, that was the flip is when I made the video, it actually was the opposite. Mm -hmm. What I, what I found is with a lot of my clients, all of a sudden I had a much deeper connection because people were talking to me about their experiences and, uh, their relative or Mm -hmm. themselves or just all of these things. And all of a sudden vulnerability it actually creates connection. Yes. And and that was something I really learned from doing that video. And it's something I've tried to implement in my business mm-hmm. in Sincerity, a lot of ways. Is, compassion, empathy. Reality. Is just being me yeah. and, and not trying to put on somebody else and just, just being exactly who I am. And um, Ironic because you started out as an actor and now you're just being you and you have way more success. Oh, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's ironic, right? Yeah. Again, it's another mastering of the genius, changing of a belief. The belief is nobody wants to work with me because I have this flaw. The truth is you bring the flaw out, more people want to work with you. So I think this is where we're going to end it because our time's up now, Jeff. But what I want to say is, is thank you so much. I mean, I think this is probably one of our best. This is episode nine so far. I think this is our best podcast to show people how change is good, growth is good. Uh, you've shared like three or four things that you've implemented that you never had before. You've even shown me a belief that you have bad time management, but you don't, but you don't like time blocking, which is great because that's the magic pill. And there is no magic pill. Your life, your rules, your way, no lies, no justification, no bullshit. And I think you're an authentic guy that does that. And I think that's why you have your success. So thanks so much for uh, chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your candidness and honesty. And I just love talking to you, Jeff. Likewise, Keith. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Master Your Genius Podcast. You can rate and review this episode on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Master Your Genius. 